0: You can have right. words that are impactful. make
1: sense. Could and I have then, a Could I have a picture of Sagar like on my mirror, like all glowing?
2: <laughs> you should. You should. I, I'm very inspiring. I'm I, very inspiring. That's what yeah. I aspire to I'm do. I'm a big part of his success, actually. So. It's a... What I think is, I need
0: a, I need a picture of Dr. Sagar on my on
2: my. Uh, on my we all do. We all do. <laughs>
1: So now that we've now that we've meditated,
3: um, the we've
1: we've envisioned, go and I'd like to welcome everyone to Recommended Daily Dose. I am your host, Dr. Clinton Coleman, along with a special guest host, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. With, oh, hey, that's uh, not right, man. Sorry, that,
2: that's profiling. My that's apologies,
1: profiling. it is profiling, <laughs> especially when we have the first African American vice president candidate,
2: Asian American as well. We're okay, gonna have so we're we, gonna have fun have talking about that. that. This is Dr. To... Suraj Suggar. But more importantly, our guest today.
1: Right. We have <laughs> an esteemed guest. You may have seen her on ABC, NBC, Oxygen, The View. Um, I recently saw her on the cover of 201 Magazine. This is Adele Wilson. She is a celebrity media coach and marketing strategist. Uh, she's also an award-winning TV host, best-selling author. You can see her book there, Celebrity Media Secrets. Uh, she's also founder of Celebrity Media Group, so we'd like to welcome you
2: here. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be with both of you today. I am excited. So
2: As are we. As are we.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Right. Well, I want to start off with your, your background because it's a very interesting background. So your, um, your, your parents were very influential in you growing up. Your dad was... Yeah. Um, one of the pioneers, uh, you know, in medicine in Washington, Heights, He's one of the first Dominican doctors there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. how, how did your one parents,
0: doctors in the U S actually in
1: the U S. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. How did your parents influence you? And you know, what made you not want to become a doctor instead of doing what you're doing? Now? <laughs> I think it's, you probably made the right decision at the end of the day, but how was your, your childhood growing up with, with such wonderful parents?
0: Thank you so much. And thank you for taking a moment to honor my parents. I um, I lost my dad recently to complications from COVID about four mm-hmm. months ago. Dr. James Wilson was my best friend and my everything. And and my mother and my father were married for 54 years prior to his passing, almost five mm-hmm. months ago. Um, Sorry. You know, thank you. Thank you. You guys are going to have your Oprah moment. You're going to get me to cry before the second question. No, we don't want
1: <laughs> you to cry. But
2: you have You have
1: to, you you won't be the first to cry on the show.
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) so thank you for that. My parents were hugely influential. It's almost like how did, how did they were the most influential people and still are the most influential people in my life. Um, They very much were about walking the talk. There's a lot of parents that kind of say, do as I say, not as I do. But we grew up watching them work so hard, um, they put an emphasis, it's my, myself and my four older brothers, uh, an emphasis on education, the importance of education, right. the importance not so much of becoming what they are, a doctor or, or in the medical field, but to do whatever you do well.
3: Right. Right.
0: And to do it with integrity and to love what you do and to do it with passion and to have the education as a foundation for it. And so... You know, my parents are just amazing people. I dedicate my seventh step in my book, making a difference to my parents because they taught us not only through hard work, but also through philanthropy, giving back. My father never turned away a patient. Never, never, never. If They couldn't pay. That was okay. Mm-hmm. He gave them the same amount of attention that he would his private patients. Sure. And sometimes they would say, Doc, I'll come back with, with the money. And sometimes they didn't, sometimes they didn't. And it was okay. It was his life calling and my mother same way because she ran his practice and so we grew up in you know like a medical family and um and so my aunts and uncles were all of my parents friends which were typically other physicians and um to answer your question about why did I not pursue it I almost did pursue it that would have been a mistake because I um I have I second that
1: I mean just from the medical oh, exactly. field, not because you. I second that. Not because. You
0: second. That? <laughs> not because of your, of your talent. Me. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. But
2: well, because you found your passion where it is, where it lies now, I right. think, Then that that that's the key thing. But it, it's hard to, because you know, if you substitute Indian uh, for Dominican, then your story is very similar to mine in terms of father coming over, mother running a practice, you know, influencing and haven't just influenced me to continue in the medicine. But I like what you said about education, because I find that's a very unique. Thing, especially with immigrants, you know, is that they, no matter no matter what, if they came here educated or not, they want to make sure uh, that their kids understand the value of education. And that's and, and awesome. then, like you said, whatever you happen to do, do it well. But that's a I think that's a unifying part of a lot of the immigrant experience I've seen. Yes,
0: yeah, I, I agree with that. And right. so and a lot of people used to think that because it is natural, like if you're a Dominican or a lot of the immigrant experiences, you're either a doctor, or a lawyer, maybe an engineer, but
3: right.
0: I'm just supposed not to. And so, in my family, I have filmmakers and CEOs. So, none of us went into the medical field. Tradition, right. right. Tradition also in pharmaceutical research. I was in pharma for a little bit. And so, uh, my master's degree is in psychology. So, um, there's that. But... When I was a kid growing up, i that's what I thought I wanted to be. I, I thought I wanted to be, yeah, I wanted to host a show, and I wanted to be a doctor. <laughs> right. And I think it was in part because of all of the beautiful admiration that I saw my parents equally receive when we would walk. Right. In New York City, people would say, oh, you're Dr. Wilson's daughter. Oh, my gosh, and he's so amazing, and he cured my son of this, and he did this for my mom. And I still run into people, you know, and when he passed, I had this outpouring of love, and so I... Mm. Thank, thank you to all of the patients and friends that reached out. But looking, at, feeling that admiration, I said, I kind of want that. And so I said, well, I guess that means i have to become a doctor. But um, I originally, I love the beauty business, you know, hence I'm a media coach. So I love everything image driven, sure. right? And so I thought I wanted to become a dermatologist. So my dad's like, all right, sure. You want to become a dermatologist? Here's this book on dermatological diseases.
2: <laughs>
0: the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life.
2: You thought you were going to see just a lot of beautiful skin. You saw the exact opposite. Right?
0: Yes, like I thought I'm like, oh, I'm going to open up like a many spots. It's going to be all beautiful. It's like, no, 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 but you need to go through this first before you do that. And I'm like, well, we're going to cross off dermatology for now. And I'm like, well, what's next? Psychiatry. He said, okay, that's great. But you know, you have to go through medical school and you're going to have to deal with all of these things. So I said, okay, no problem. So one summer we were in Dominican Republic. Mm. My cousin was in medical school. She's now an internist in Miami and um, she's giving me a tour. And I saw a cadaver floating in formaldehyde at the medical school.
2: <laughs> yeah. Those are the days. That's I died yeah.
0: I died and came back to life. Yeah, that's not, see, that's what my dad, my dad, my dad said, it's normal. That's normal.
2: Yeah, you, you, you end up smelling like it your whole first year of med school, so you just get used to it, to be honest, you know, so. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. So, so that
1: seems, so that looks like you had a, a, a unique transition away from medicine. What led you towards yeah. uh, media?
0: So I went from medical school, dermatology, psychiatry, to psychology, because I said, what, I, what can I do that I don't have to do anatomy and physiology, but still right. deal with behavior? And so I, I did that. But as a kid growing up, I was always involved in, in plays and, and doing and modeling. My mom put me in a pageant when I was five years old. So I was really into that and my brothers as well. Um, and so I graduated. I went to NYU. I went to Columbia. I wanted to say, here, mom and dad, the immigrant experience. I want to give you a top education
2: so you want to check definitely. off those boxes so they feel happy, check right? Okay, boxes. my daughter went to. Right? Yeah. I hear right? that. And then I said, now
0: I'm gonna do what I want to. <laughs> and so within a month, Jeez. I had booked a TV show hosting hosting my own show as a bilingual, it was a bilingual entertainment show. So it was partly in Spanish and partly in English. Sure. And um, and then I started doing trainings as a corporate trainer. So instead of the actress or host. Pounding the pavement and doing um, like waitressing on the side. I said my dad would kill me if I did that. But let me put my education to good use. So I would teach. Yeah. And so in between auditions and in between um, shows and shoots, that's I'm, I would do training. So I taught over fourteen thousand people over the
2: years doing that. But did you do some acting as well? Oh, yeah. Tell us a little I bit about I, that because uh, you know Clinton actually has an interest in acting. Um, what do you want to do again, Clinton? I've been in to see in movies. Action? I've been the shows. This,
0: so. You want you you actually have a very good look for the movies.
2: Ah, uh, I can see,
0: see. You both.
2: Uh, see, I think uh, she was talking yeah. to me. That's fine. <laughs> All right, continue. Watch, watch can out, movie? Denzel. <laughs> I can see
1: you both. And it would
0: be I could see a little drama. I could see you both on like General Hospital.
2: I could see you doing General, that you know that's, that's my wife's. That's my wife's favorite. Uh, like like mindless thing. You know she works very hard. She went to Columbia as well. Yeah. Uh, she's in finance and marketing, but when she wants to just like veg out, she will watch General Hospital all day, you know all night long. It's amazing to me. It's just it's just mindless to her, but she loves it.
0: It is a little mindless.
2: I so if I, if I, if you could get me on there as a guest appearance, like a doctor just walking in the background, yeah. I think I would be a big hit in her house. You know. So I
0: feel like we could hook that up. I mean, I I didn't do any soaps in in Hollywood because I kind of refused. to. All of my coaches always said, All right, Adele, you've done a lot in New York. It's time to go to L. A. And I. Right. Just, I'm such a Jersey girl, but with that New York spirit, that I'm like, I don't think I could get used to it. But yeah, so you know, I've done voiceovers and I did work both in English and Spanish. A zillion commercials, voiceovers I did. Um, Your wife might like One Life to Live on ABC. Sure. All children. I played a doctor actually on One Life to Live. Wow. That was the closest I got. I'm like, Dad, I'm wearing the stethoscope.
2: So you got a stethoscope. Sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So yes, to so a number of, of years of doing doing that and pounding the pavement, as, as right. as Raining. and um, so yeah, it's been it's been great for a lot of well known brands. So you name it. Car but I think that's a
2: good I think that's a good segment. You know, because we are we talk about medicine, we're talking about media. Like, what do you what are your thoughts on physicians in the media? Because you know, I think so, a lot of physicians, us included, you know, sometimes. Yes. Um, you know, we're not looking to be famous. Right? Our thought has always been, and I'm sure a lot of physicians out there, that if you can uh, take your knowledge and use media as a way to um, expand your audience, not because you're trying to, to, to really just become famous because you really feel passionate about what we do, right? Whether it's uh, nephrology, infectious disease, of course, now with COVID, but we have a lot of academic interest that we feel, hey, we're very passionate about. And, you know, we, we found the podcast as a way of, of reaching an audience and, and also for personal growth, uh, both of us do a lot of media and medical reporting, which has been, you know, good for our careers. But also we feel like, hey, we're able to reach a larger audience. But what are your thoughts on that? Because, I mean, I think sometimes we're conflicted Like, you know, should we be doing this? You know, um, uh, are we taking time away from our patients? Is it OK? You know, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Oh, my gosh, that's such a great question. And I think the moment that we're living through right now with right. the pandemic, Who is more important than the voice of a physician in the media right now? Well, it depends if you ask. It depends. You
2: know, some politicians might disagree. It depends who
0: you ask, right? Yeah. Well, but you're asking a media coach. And you're also asking the daughter of a doctor. And so, and also someone, I I worked in the healthcare field for a number of years. So I used to do um, marketing and conferences for one of the top academic institutions in New York City. And so working through their CME conferences and all of that good stuff. And I think it's, it's of paramount importance. There would be, I can't imagine the void that would exist if we didn't have doctors in the media like yourselves providing information as to what we should be doing on a daily basis, how we should be keeping our families safe and healthy. You know, some people obviously right now, even folks that aren't feeling well, don't want to go to the doctor.
3: Sure. So
0: you are our lifeline and, you know, I want to thank you both and thank all of the doctors and nurses and healthcare workers, of course, for being on the front lines. This is the most important time to have your voices heard and to, you know, if you feel like you have, um, something to say about what's happening socially, I think doctors, have that social responsibility to,
2: to like talk that, yeah. about
0: what their beliefs are and their perspectives. And they're coming from, from a different angle. So I think not to have a voice would be the irresponsible thing. Irresponsible, that, yeah. If you have the platform, use it and, and absolutely and share your message. It is hugely important. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, part of my issue with doctors and in, in the media is you know should they be celebrities should they should they entertain or should they be thought leaders and be you know the boring scientists that they are or should they get involved in social activism so i think you know or if we do all of the above
2: right or all the above
1: in some in some uh, it, it's, it, it's hard most people don't think that the doctors can entertain them right like um they don't think that they're normal they're both people. Very
0: entertaining to
2: me. Oh, I know, I am, but. but <laughs> oh, shy, though. Please, please, please. Doctor like,
0: especially me. I'm the real entertaining one
2: here. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I got to tell people I'm not only the brains, but also, uh, you know, the beauty, hey, kind of thing. So Clint, Clint's more the IT. He's more the IT and technical support. Uh, really, in this situation. No, but you know, I mean, just two comments I'll make is one, you mentioned. Um, yeah talking about standing up for uh, racial issues, inequalities, and, I, and, and you know, both and I feel, Glenn and I both feel very passionate about it as minority physicians that, you know, racism is a public health issue. And you know, we've talked about this before, but you know, people uh, may sometimes tell us, oh, you know, the, the quote unquote, stay in your lane. And I say, no, you know, it's our responsibility as physicians to talk about these issues. But, you know, you're only limited uh, if you're just talking to patients day to day. And both of them, I, him and I see a lot of sick patients in the hospital. So this is not really the time when you're in the ICU uh, and a patient's very sick to be lecturing about um, or discussing social inequalities in medicine. You know, so that's kind of why we look at these creative outlets, um, our podcast on doing media as a way to do something socially uh, conscious and morally responsible. But at the same time, not be dry, not be boring. Uh, we try to throw in some uh, Friday and Coming to America references in every show we do. <laughs> we we date ourselves. I love to America, so you got you've got your gal right here. So there you go. I mean, uh, we we throw it out there, and I think there's a there's a part two coming out soon soon. Right? Am I right? With Arsenio Hall, yes. There is there the is.
0: New girl on. So here's my guilty pleasure. Your your wife's is General Hospital. Mine is. That franchise of, of um, Real Housewives of insert X Y Z. So mine is Beverly Hills. Okay. And so I can't remember her last name, but Gabrielle. She's she's going to be on Coming to America Part Two. So I'm okay. there. I'm front, front row. I don't know wow. about you guys.
2: Wow. That's gonna, tough, that's gonna be a tough tough role to follow though, because Coming to America Part One, the first one, original, was really quite in my mind a perfect movie, you know. So it was pretty perfect. <laughs> I will say, but, <laughs> but um. I- I, th- I think we're,
1: um, you know, my our challenge is, you know, th- the role of doctors. Do You think people want to hear something outside of the office? As far as something informative, like when you're going to, when you turn on the TV, you want to be entertained. You don't want to hear about illness and all that stuff. Um, even when we do the news, part of the, you know, two minutes of the news is medical news. When you know, majority of life revolves around your health so I think it's there's there's entertainment value which it's been it's been hard to translate that into you know the media.
0: Yes, I understand that and, and that makes sense when I by the way I me personally I use the word celebrity thought leader, subject matter expert, celebrity go-to expert interchangeably. So I mm-hmm. personally don't make a distinction because when I train doctors, nurses, lawyers you name it. Um, the idea is to be a celebrity in your industry, not necessarily that when you walk out to a restaurant,
3: you'll be rewarded by
0: fans, right? A la Dr. Oz maybe. So it could get to that level, but not, not necessarily. But I do think that there is a role for physicians because, and there are healthcare disparities. We, we know this and it, and it does impact the medical process. I've lived it personally. And so I think it's important to, to voice that and And yes. And the other thing is, yes. And we're on TV. It is a fine line between educating and entertaining.
2: Right. Yes. You both
0: mastered it. So
2: you guys. have. Well, I think no one wants to see their doctor on there uh, doing stand up comedy. Right. But at the same time, there's no reason they want to have a physician who can relate. And, um, you know, both our backgrounds. Right. I mean, I'm a son of immigrant physicians. You know, Clinton. It is a minority, but he, we, I find that with our own personal experiences, you can relate to a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. And I also grew up in the South in a small town, so I kind of have that. You know, it's kind of like, and, but then I went I to in school in big cities, Southern yeah. Maryland, man. It's, it was the South. That's that's that's, that's the South. The South. That's, not the dirty South, but it that's is the his South.
0: Version of the South.
2: Uh, see, that's how. That's, Southern Maryland is the South. Now Southern
1: Maryland. went from Maryland to Southern Maryland. you okay, you <laughs> right. more South.
2: And I went to school in Richmond. So see, that's the South as well. But my point is that, you you know, I think people do want to have their physician that is not talking down to them, right? That's kind of the old school way that, uh you know, uh, doctor knows best, father knows best. They want physicians that they can relate to, they can talk to. And so I think that's why it's important to have um, physicians, healthcare workers, nurses, whoever might have something... Um, some other a voice they may be they may be broadcasting out there to to be able to relate to patients in a more casual manner, right? Because you know, yeah. not in such a stuffy manner. I Absolutely. think that's important.
0: I think I think that's that's one of the ways you connect with your physician because one of the things that I'm sure you've heard complaints, not necessarily about you, but maybe from other patients when they sure. go to you, maybe as a second opinion or or they might simply well, you know They don't have, listen. The doctor gave me five minutes. I know yeah. nothing about this person. So it's nice when you have that personal touch. And I think the doctor that, you know, it's not about being a comedian, but can can make you feel comfortable because it's always kind of scary to, to go to a physician. If it's not a regular checkup, Sure. Um, you know, it's always kind of an anxiety ridden or can be experienced. Right. And so I think those are some of the things that help us get comfortable and connect Um and so I think that's a good thing, and, it, and it's important to kind of do that even when you have two to three minutes on camera during your segments to kind of showcase your personality as well.
2: Personality and just relatability, right? I think that's important. But, you know, not not just for him and I and, and what we do, but I think it's really also for the patient's benefit, like you mentioned, which is fantastic. I mean, it's true. Patients come in, and they may be scared. They may be anxious, and uh, sometimes we take it for granted, you know, and people use big words and then walk out of the room, and the patient's right. like, just say, you know, so... I try to be, and we both, and you know, a lot of physicians, all, all our colleagues, so I think we all try to be cognizant of that fact, but you're right, sometimes we may rush through a patient experience, so I think if you can have a relatability, so you're basically saying I should open up with a joke when I walk in the room, right, that might be helpful, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll try, it, try that it. might work, that
3: might
0: work, <laughs> it works for you. you, I think everyone has to kind of go, I mean we say jokingly, but everyone kind of has to go with their own personality, and sometimes sure. that works for folks, That's true. so yes, absolutely.
1: I, I want to talk about your book, uh, Celebrity Media oh. Secrets, in fa- and and let me give the whole title: Seven Simple Steps to Present with Power, Poise, and Style on Camera, Get Booked on TV and Media, and Become a Celebrity in Your Industry. And in fact, you can get a complimentary copy.
0: Absolutely. So I'm happy to give your viewers a complimentary copy of my latest best-selling book, and they can text Media One Hundred and One to the number three three seven seven seven, and then you just follow the prompts and. It'll be right in your inbox. you're just gonna have to put your email and name and you'll get a free copy.
1: So and tell us about your tell us about your book and what inspired you to write it.
0: Oh my gosh, that's a great question. So what inspired me to write it was I was I was hoping to be the coach, and I am hoping that I am the coach that I wish I had when mm-hmm. I was hosting and looking for coaches and as an actress, and so I compiled a seven step methodology. To make it simple so that folks don't have to find, read 10 books on media training or on presenting on camera or on getting booked on TV. They just have this one source in my book. And so I just went through all of the steps that have helped me in the past. And so I can quickly go over the seven steps with you if you'd like.
2: Definitely. Uh, Absolutely. We want people to read the book, of course, but I would love, you know, because- I'll be honest, Clinton and I both just kind of showed up one day on Fox News and, and started right here, and had, yeah. I don't think we had any preparation, you know? So no. uh, to, to know That's that these these does. resources are out there is very important.
1: And the good thing is it translates to other things, right? Just when you're giving a speech in a meeting or a presentation oh. or even just community
2: Interviews, job interviews, whatever it might be, any way you present yourself, right? So. So
0: I love that you both said that because it is, I am a media coach, but I don't stop just on camera. So for many years I've taught just public speaking. Mm -hmm. to entrepreneurs and professionals over the years. And then step two was media training. Um, But so it it translates into your kid just graduated college, they need to present themselves well Mm -hmm. during a job interview. Or they just graduated high school, now they have maybe their college entrance interviews. Right. You know, a lot of these Zoom interviews. So now, in the last four or five months, we've all been thrust into going on camera, whether we like it or not. Yeah, sure. Right? In the form of Zoom and Skype and other video conference platforms. And so, it's also how you present yourself there. And so, it doesn't even have to mean you want to become a celebrity, but we are right. in this whole world. And I really don't think we're going 100% back to where we were ever again.
2: I agree. Agreed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but there's a lot of, there's, there's seven steps and it starts with mindset, which is what we're talking about. Then we talk about message image and branding. It's a compilation of my experiences as an actress, as a coach, as a producer, um, as an acting coach, as I taught acting as well. And as a, co- as a corporate trainer. So I put together my corporate experience, even my experience working behind the scenes, running seminars for my doctors, as mm. well as presenting seminars over the years, um, like I said, about 14,000 people i presented to over the years. So I took all of that and put that in this book right here.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now, have you seen a lot, I mean, now that you, you, know, you were talking about the COVID-19 pandemic and, of course, the unfortunate uh, personal experience you've had with it, but in terms of work, I mean, uh, are you seeing more and more people now reaching out to you or, or now understanding, that hey, this is important, I can't just... Um, in the beginning, it was kind of fun. You show up on Zoom, no one knows what they're doing, but then you realize right. some people do, some people don't, you know. Um, right. Some people have a dog's bark in the background, you know, what have you. But uh, you're right. I, I think with technology, I, we, we, we most likely will never go back. And a lot of the big companies, right, Facebook, Google, have already said, look, you can work from home indefinitely. Um, so what, what should be a couple of takeaways that people at home or that are listening, you know, may take away, without giving away all your secrets about what they can do not just an appearance, but how they can present better on, on Zoom, whether or it's just, a daily check-in. are just or communicate,
1: right? Communication is such a vital tool, and you don't have to give a TED Talk, but just to be able to communicate, you know, with someone like them but, or whatever, you know, it's just...
2: But there's some uniqueness. There's something you lose when you're not in person, so what should people know? Just some basic takeaways, you know, that from, from what yeah. you should be, how you should convey yourself, present yourself in, a, in, a, in this virtual work world. Perfect.
0: Great question. And so the first thing I would say is, if you, I would say start with what you, with what you have. So some people are going out of their way to get webcams, and trust me, I get. I have a bunch of them at home. I have my microphone. When tech things, right. there's sometimes technical difficulties, so you have to be flexible. So you can go out and get an expensive camera, but you don't need to. You can start mm. with your iPad or an iPhone. Start with what you have. If you right. want to just the webcam in your in your computer, you can do that as well. Your desktop. But what I will say is make sure that you're looking in the, <laughs> through the viewfinder, through the lens, because sometimes our tendency is to look right at the person we're speaking to.
2: Like right now, I'm looking at you, I, By here. Okay. Right.
0: Right. So we wanted to make sure we're, that we're looking at the lens. There we go.
2: There also, we go. don't fall asleep. I feel, I feel like Clinton may be falling asleep. Are you, are you awake over there, Ben? Only when you talk do I fall asleep. Oh, only, that, that's the time you should fall asleep. Don't listen to me, but just you know, make sure you listen to, uh, to Adele. Continue. Oh, sorry. No, no.
0: And so, and what's another one I can share? Audio is really important as well. So make sure your audio is good, um, that your lighting is also really, really an important thing. Yeah. So Tell
2: us a little bit about lighting like I feel yeah. like the light you sometimes shines too much on my head and not enough on my high cheekbones. So you know, how, how do we work about that? We,
0: we have to accentuate those high cheekbones. We
2: right? have to. We have to. <laughs> what God gave us, we have to accentuate.
0: I agree. I agree. You have to go with your natural abilities and your natural talent and beauty. So right. this good it's very easy for for both of you so but you know for those that may not have it as easy i <laughs> would recommend um so start start with what you have if it's daytime fantastic just find right. a good light source a big window or a window and you don't want to have the window behind you because that's running
2: right okay right. you
0: want the window to be in front of you to give you that light Okay. okay. The other thing you could do if you want to spend a little bit more for maybe a little $150 or it depends, sometimes it goes for like $99, you can buy yourself something called a ring light. Mm. And a ring light, and you can put your either your smartphone in the middle of it, or you can use one that holds an iPad, so whatever is your, um, your tool of choice. Right, right. And you just have that one source right in front of you. And it's very easy because you have your your phone, your iPad, you just turn the light on, you plug it in, and you're ready to go. Um, Another thing is not to have a very busy background. So maybe find a nice white wall, or it doesn't have to be even white, just a nice plain wall. And um, yeah, and and you can even think about think about what you're wearing as well. Try not to wear bright, um, I'm sorry, dark colors.
2: Dark colors, right.
0: And try not to wear white. White reflects the light, and black absorbs the light. So you'll see a lot of folks on TV, and most of them, unless it's like a, a gazillion dollar production, won't sure. be black or white. Right.
2: So. Oh, these are these are nice. Tips. And it's okay to wear shorts and, and just be barefoot. <laughs> un- you That's have okay. shorts on now, don't you? Are you, are you wearing shorts
0: right now? Uh,
2: I'm not even sure. I, I I no comment. You know, I'm not I'm not, I'm not <laughs> you sure. You may not, not to be, be wearing anything though, I lo- Oh
0: gosh. That's another show. All have
2: to, We all have to breathe a little bit. But no, but I mean, <laughs>
0: <you know what laughs> I mean
2: not, no, most of the time, um, I will just, like, if I'm doing the news, I will wear a, a suit, you know, because I have to top. But the bottom, I'm just wearing shorts, you know, and then I just have to remember not to stand up uh, at the end you of it so I don't people don't see me. But. You have to remember not to stand up
0: because that will right. be the end of your media career at
1: that moment. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the beginning. You never know, right? Or, or the
0: beginning. We'll just
1: can we, can we, Hollywood. Wait, let me ask. How do you. Go ahead. How do you maintain, you, you're so bubbly and energetic. How do you maintain maintain that? I Or I, maybe just your personality, but for the me, like, yeah, that energy, it's like you, I'll, I'll have a bad day and then you got to go on camera and just like, you know, it's, yeah. it's hard to turn that on and off. Is there like a secret or is it something that you practice?
2: Yeah. We, way- we initially started We initially started where you were telling us some techniques. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, that's really what I wanted to echo because it's times that Clint and I um, – are doing the podcast, but we're, we're finishing up patients, and literally five minutes before we start, you know, we're just running, running, running. And then we even a couple times uh, when we used to do it in person before COVID nineteen, we would I would show up or he would show up and just watch a clip of like Chappelle Friday show or, or something. Yeah. Or the Chappelle <laughs> show or something just to start laughing. I mean, I love can, the
0: Chappelle show. By the way, that's yeah. a perfect mindset shift from a okay. crazy, horrible day or yeah. just a busy day, and to just kind of. By the way, um, I had. If I'm ever down, that's the one that I want to put on repeat is a Chappelle show. And I've done that. I remember having just crazy, crazy times in college. And one of my friends and I, we watched maybe like five or six Chappelle show episodes back to back. Shout out to Dave Chappelle if you're watching. We obviously love you. We love you. Um, <laughs> but you so, so it's great that you asked that question, but it's a really important question to ask because you are busy. And most of my clients are as well. I sure. am too. I just wrapped up another meeting about something that is very serious subject matter. And so I'm, I'm a trained actress. And so that those are part of the techniques that I teach in the book and that I share with my coach, with my coaching clients. And so you kind of have to, um, it's that mindset piece. So if music gets gets you kind of pumped up. Tony Robbins, I don't know if you're familiar with Tony Robbins, the well-known...
2: He's an inspirational speaker, yeah, absolutely.
0: Correct, correct, and he gets, he uses music to kind of get him pumped up and excited before he hits the stage,
2: Clinton so, does the same thing with country music. We, he's a big country music fan, so yeah. he does the exact same Which is it's surprising. It is surprising. You know, I'm more of a hip hop guy, but he's into country Are you? music. No, you're, not. No,
0: you're I, not. I can see that about you. I can see that about you.
2: <laughs> see, uh, there's a lot we'll discuss later, I'm sure. Um,
0: uh, let's talk about that off camera. I think it would be very entertaining <laughs> and interesting. But but yeah, I mean what whatever the type of music, sure. A Key break part is one of my top recommendations. So I mean, you were just reading my mind right there. I don't know. <laughs> But yes, these are all techniques. Music, meditation, prayer, envisioning.
2: Yourself, envisioning, right.
0: And also just thinking, what are, what what is my audience expecting of me? Do they want this doctor welcome everyone to recommended daily dose on your right host. You know, right. it's been a long day, at holy name. And let's go. We've got this we've got this guest. Let's talk about it.
2: You've seen our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're basically saying, do you want to put people to sleep or do you want to keep people engaged, right? And so that's why yeah, you have yeah, to kind of just really... Just... In order to
0: feel engaged, you have to get... So even if you're having... I always say, even when I was a corporate trainer, I still train and I do my run my workshops. But even when I was training other folks' material or even my own, I would always tell my, my audience, hey guys, even if you're having a bad day, and I worked a lot within healthcare, I would right. say... The last couple of years of my corporate training were dedicated to uh, medical centers, so nurses, doctors, HR, et cetera, professionals. And so I would say, leave it at the door. Mm. Whatever your cares are, because it'll be bad. You can go pick it up afterwards, I would say. Absolutely, okay, that's a good way, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because your audience, there's a reason that they're tuning in, not Mm. just to be um, informed, which clearly you're doing, or to showcase experts, which you do quite well, but also to be entertained. This is a medium where they want to be educated and entertained at the same time. And so for that 30 minutes, or for that 60 minutes that you're with them, go full out and present yourself in the best light because that is what's going to attract other opportunities to you. And
2: well, That's and what's so- gonna resonate. I like that. You leave it at the door. Yeah. I, can, I like to leave Clinton a the door sometimes as well. But you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got uh, full of one. No, but you know what? I know we're talking, we're being joking around live, but I want to ask a serious question, if you don't yeah. mind. Was because obviously we're living in a strange time—a uh, um, yeah. great, a, in one way, a, a strange time, and in one way, a time where we can talk about uh, race and uh, racial inequalities and social justice and, and things like that. But is there anything that you have to—and um, if you don't want to answer this questions, okay. But is there? I just wonder—is there anything you have to um, coach? uh, minorities, uh, there are specific concerns of minorities in media, you know, I mean, and I, I don't know if that's even, if I'm answering if, if I'm saying this question properly, but is there any concerns or, or issues that, you know, minorities need to, to be aware of that are in, um, in, in the, in the limelight, in media, etc.
0: So that's a great question. And I've never quite heard a question like that before, but what I will say is mm-hmm. I don't, I tailor all of my programs. If I'm coaching a person one-on-one, I'm taking everything into account. Yes. And one of the first things apart from mindset and message is their image. What is it? How do they want to present themselves to the world? And that goes across all races and cultures. So what I can say is one of my first media training clients, once I opened up Celebrity Media Group, was um, a law firm. And they called me because they wanted me to help rebrand one of their attorneys. And she was an immigration attorney and now moving into the personal injury world. And it wasn't until after they signed the contract that they said, by the way, all of the branding and, and all the, the training that you do, I mean, you can do your training in English, but we want you to do her media assets all in Spanish.
3: Mm.
0: <laughs> so there's a way that I know just because i of dominican descent to communicate yeah. with the, the spanish-speaking world and with latinos and mm-hmm. so there's a way that you communicate to a certain demographic right and so i think maybe that's a better way to pose it as opposed to i say right no I,
2: sure sure yeah it, it depends and on so, your audience um, yeah
0: it depends upon your audience and it depends upon what's the message that you want to impart so regardless of race. or or culture, but I will say it's, it's, for me, it's always customized. So I'm looking at the person as a whole person. And when I'm coaching, I ask a number of kind of exploratory questions and
3: assessments
0: and to kind of gauge where they're at and, and how they want to be seen by the world. And that takes everything into account. Race, culture. That takes everything into
2: account. And I appreciate that because I think both of us want to uh, still always incorporate, um, some aspects of our cultural and, 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 and backgrounds, you know, and, um, yes. and uh, I think there's nothing wrong with that, right? Because it's who you are. It's who he is, it's who I am. And it's we try you to, you know, are.
0: it's who you yeah, are. We right. need more of you. There, There's, there's such a small percentage of physicians that are in my in minority groups that we, we need your voices and, and, and it's, and it's so imperative. So I'm glad that, that that's a great question that you asked and it makes a lot of sense. So,
1: yeah, I appreciate the answer. Thank you. Like, all this has been very helpful. I would love, I was trying to see if you could go over our, some videos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I just I want to make fun of love, him. By the way. Are we doing a head-to-head?
2: We're we doing a head-to-head thing?
1: we do a head-to-head. So let me, let me try we this. Go on with
2: first? I have you know, I hate I, I, I hate hearing my voice, though, on camera. I will tell you that right now. Sure. You, you, know. probably, picked clip, you, 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 you probably picked my worst clip. You probably picked my worst clip. Oh, Why did you pick Watch. this one? Okay. <laughs> Hot changes So
0: the
1: let's high def at, camera Wait wait let's muscle. I'm going to pause it. Look at the the fake glasses.
2: That's not fake by the way. I've been wearing glasses since I was in kindergarten, just so you know. Okay.
1: But the, okay. the, the so suit they're not, the suit the suit looks good though. The
2: suit's on point. Nice tie. I think. All right. I, the I, high I'm def gonna, camera's help a lot there, Stephen Dorr. We you know, Stephen Dory Dar- you know, Dar-
0: looking good. They're looking great. Should, they are. Should you do
1: Shout like the should you do like the closed mouth fake smile, or just stare straight ahead? I don't know what to do. Right, okay. I'm not a big teeth smiler, you know, so I like to keep it so what Okay, thing? so the, clearly
2: it's very serious. Okay, so all got a, right, really we're smiling a little bit. Okay, good. How about the hands? Where should the hands go? Because I, 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 I get little jerseys sometimes. My hands, I start throwing out the gang signs, you know, my hands go every which way. So shit. there you go. See, it starts going up and down. Is that okay? No,
0: that's a good, if the hands are deliberate, kind of like what politicians do, that's a good thing. It, it
2: keeps me on point. I feel like when I'm speaking, it's like my cadence. You know, that I kind of like, you know, one, two, three, whatever. whatever. Just trying to shed some, uh, so it's good. Issue. What they found uh, all right, so, I appreciate So far, that. so good. And let's it's see. Good.
0: But I did, by the way, I did take the liberty to watch a little bit beforehand. Okay. So one of the things for you, Dr. Sugger that I know...
2: Give it to me. I, I can take uh, it. I'm a big boy. Yes. I can, you can I take, it. take it?
0: I can take it. It's all good, by the way. So yeah. I love when you said... In this particular segment when people when people ask me doc and then insert whatever the question is, right. that's a really good thing because that connects with the audience that tells them he's not just a doctor on tv he is actually out there in the world with real patients and that's a question that a million patients will have all the time so
2: Oh, I appreciate that. You know, like I said, yeah. him and I both are just kind of winging it. And so I just kind of made that up. I, I use that a lot, actually. And I, I my, my thought had always been what you just verbalized, which is to kind of just personalize it, you know. And so I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you.
0: It's, it's very personalized. And I can I can relate to that as a patient. So I love that. I love what you are wearing, as we mentioned. So the suit is on point. So the image and branding are congruent. Very Thank nice. You. And um, your body language is good. You seem very interested, obviously, in the subject subject matter, and engaged with with both of your interviewers, which is not easy to do. And um, and you had a very short period of time to do that. So
2: we're we're fortunate. We have a good relationship with them both. I mean, you know, on air, you know, before uh, off air, before and after, we oftentimes just joke around with them, and you know. Um, and they're both very nice and very engaged. I've had my son. Clinton's had his son on on set. You know, really? they take pictures. Of him. Yeah, yeah. So even the weatherman, you know, is, is they're, they're all very very nice. Um, Ernie Nastos, who's like a legend there, he's very nice to our that's kids. So it, it, we feel very comfortable. Can, can we? I'm gonna About move that.
1: on to this strikingly handsome specimen. Yeah, I have
2: a I have oh, a bit man. of concern with this. I have a bit of a concern with this goatee. That's my, that's my big concern. But you had you you're the Oh my experience. gosh! Let's watch. I'm excited
0: to see this. Okay, so ready? <laughs> Let's see, okay. Again, this suit's on point. All right, okay, I hate good. looking
2: it's... at myself, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Where's like... your tie clip? You're, you're missing your usual tie clip there. Oh. The
0: tie looks good. So, acetaminophen and cancer, okay.
2: I feel like it suits little boys to
1: men, but that's just... And I look I look very ashen, like, like I was playing in baby powder. Or something.
0: <laughs> it looks good, it looks good, and I, just from looking at, at the clip, image and branding at on point, very engaged, very relaxed, which is good, by the way, because, and you're both very relaxed on camera. It shows that you've been doing this for a while because a lot of people, they know their material, no matter right. what their physician or attorney or whatever their profession is, and they're called on to do a segment on TV, and they are so nervous and it chills. Yeah, and yeah. when it shows what it does to the audience is it makes them feel uncomfortable and it makes them question, hey, does this person really know what they're talking about? And so when you're relaxed on camera and that comes with years of experience and or media training to accelerate right, sure. that,
3: and oh, right. so
0: that makes the person on the other end watching you on camera, watching you on TV, or watching this podcast feel comfortable. So. I did take some notes. You were very engaged, well dressed. Talked about the benefits quickly um, and the cons of acetaminophen and possible links to cancer. Um, you offered some statistics as well. Everybody loves that. We like to eat up the statistics, right? But not
2: too many, though, right? I know in the beginning I used to try to be more medically uh, based, and you know, and I realized I had to. Uh, I hate using the word dumbed down, but you know, just don't get too much into the study. Just get into the meat of the matter, so to speak.
0: That's right. I yeah. love that you said that because I don't like to use dumb down, but that's what I, because in, in layman's terms, the worst
2: simplify, thing. Simplify it, everyone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Simplify it. Exactly. The worst thing a physician can do, and I've experienced this myself, is, you know, they'll, they'll speak in medical jargon or anyone in a specific industry that right. only they understand among their colleagues. And then they walk away and it's like, oh no, 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 hold on. What did you mean? What was this? Right. Uh, what are T cells? You know, break it down so that the person on the other end is understanding and think about your patients, just if your patient were sitting across from you, that's how I would recommend always approaching it. But you guys did an amazing job. You don't need any help from me. So but the, I mean, but the real, real question
1: adult- okay. but the real question is who, who was better? <laughs> I mean question. I had my own thoughts. I mean I think you the have world has own their own thoughts, but we just wanted to hear someone who's trained. They yeah, used to
2: say that the best was it. first so you already showed the best clip first. I mean let's go to the best <laughs> my right amazing
0: and that's a toss up because you both did a beautiful job and keep up the good work and keep sharing this important information with our community it needs to be shared and i'm so glad that it's you guys on a weekly basis on fox news this, this oh, needs to thank you so thank i'm you. really I'm well, happy we We
1: wanted to thank Adele Wilson for joining us. Please pick up her book, Celebrity Media Secrets. It's on Amazon, right? And you can also text the the code. We'll post that below.
2: And where can they find you on social media, Adele?
0: Oh, thank you for that. Um, At Adele Wilson TV, Instagram, Facebook. Also, I just launched my new YouTube channel. So if you want to pick up some cool public speaking tips or media training tips, that's my new home. Uh, to share those tips with you, and also I'm on LinkedIn, so at Adele Wilson M.A. And uh, I hope to see you guys there. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me.
2: It's the pleasure. Believe me, it's, it's, we really appreciate <laughs> you coming on so much, and especially oh. giving uh, feedback uh, for myself and for lying about Clinton and you know, making <laughs> feel better about himself. I think that's really important Never that he. I Never really. lies. You guys are both
0: amazing, but you guys are really <laughs> funny. So I think you guys need to take this show also on the road when right. the time comes. I'll
2: that that, that would be uh that would definitely be in the plans. At some we point could take it also. south yeah. to Maryland. Maryland is the south. It's it's, it's geographically the north. Oh it's south of the Mason Dixon line, but right. culturally, right. it's south. all right. So we'll debate that next time. But we want to thank all our guests. Thank. Thank, thank all our listeners, and thank our special guest Adele Wilson for being on today. Uh, find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as on YouTube. Until next time, I am your co-host Dr. Stuart Sugger with my esteemed colleague and sidekick Clinton Coleman. Until next time, be well. Thank you, Adele, so much. Thank you very much. I really. Appreciate